We would be honored if you would join us. I got a bad feeling about this. I find your lack of faith disturbing. What? Don't make me destroy you. Welcome back, everybody, to Take Me to Your Reader, Pavement Pounders Picks Edition. I'm Seth. I'm James. And I'm Colin. And we're coming to you now on Star Wars Week, meaning we're basically a week out. I guess we're in, we're in the week that Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, will be releasing in theaters. And we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> it's a controversial topic, to say the least. Yes. The, the fact is that not everybody is equally excited about Episode Seven, And it happens that one of our number is one of those people who is... A little iffy on the on the whole new movie thing. And one of the reasons comes down to canon. So, Colin, maybe you'd like to explain what the issue is with canon. Well, I, I hate to talk for James, but I'll do the best that I can. <laughs> <laughs> In uh, 1991, there was a book published by Timothy Zahn called Heir to the Empire. And while there had been other Star Wars novels published before that point, this one kind of uh, gave birth to what has become known as the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Yes. Um, many people believe that without the publication of that book, we would never have seen the first three movies. So we need to travel back in time and assassinate Timothy Zahn? <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering. Maybe that wouldn't have been so bad. Okay. Um, but that would have prevented the publish, the you know, the creation of games, comic books, right. uh, several several series of novels um, with great content in them that carried the Star Wars story forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Disney bought out Lucasfilm and LucasArts, they decided that they were going to throw away all that canon and start publishing new works. Right. And having recently been wounded due to Star Trek being rebooted in an identical but slightly different fashion. <laughs> right? So it's like, yes, we're taking all this stuff uh, even before the beginning of the original series. Uh, we're going to throw that all out and just make our, our own new stuff. And we're going to try to imitate the stuff that, that came out that they liked, but they're going to do it badly. And they're going to throw out a lot of the great things that happened in Star Trek. And I, <laughs> I'm pretty certain we're talking about Star Wars here, buddy. <laughs> but anyway, that, that's, that's the canon. Canon has now been rewritten for another beloved mm-hmm. series. Not and, rewritten, uh, just redefined, that's all. They, they took all that work from 91 until last year and just threw it out. It's true. It's gone. It's called Star Wars Legends. And I bet you that if we could get access to like the book sale data, that shortly after that, that everything went... <laughs> and you can quote me on that. To me, though, one of the other things that the Expanded Universe did was it managed to put some actual good stuff t- that tied in with the prequels. Um, because Expanded Universe is not just post-Return of the Jedi. Expanded Universe also includes, meaning Star Wars Legends includes, a lot of books and uh, video games and that kind of stuff that take place in the timeline of the prequels, but they're now no longer official. Right. And so the Expanded Universe kept Star Wars alive during the dark times, you know, between 1983 and 1997. Or was it 19... You mean uh, 1983 and 2015? No, I'm I'm saying between (laughs) the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. I think Phantom Menace came out in 99, right? That that doesn't exist. Right. (laughs) No, unfortunately, that is part of the canon. And so at this point, maybe we should talk about what is actually canon. Newly refined. Well, we haven't even said what we're doing yet. (laughs) Oh, touche. So perhaps I should start there. So we all invested some time in the Expanded Universe. You know, some of us more than others. But there are things in the Expanded Universe that we care about. And the fact is, it's no longer part of Star Wars. And so we just wanted to give you our top three items from the Expanded Universe. And we're going to talk also a little bit about what the Expanded Universe, what we're going to miss that is no longer canon. Talk, Um, gripe, complain, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Okay, so so when I say we're going to be naming our top three things from the expanded universe, I, I, it's probably easiest to tell you what is not included in expanded universe. So what is actually canon? Because it's a small list at this point, and I'm not talking about an itemized list, but the categories. So official canon is now the original six films and the new trilogy, Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Star Wars Rebels, and Star Wars novels and comics published after April of 2014. So that's that's the list. So all the items that we pick are going to be other things. But I did want to talk at least a little bit about the decision to to cut off the expanded universe and, and the why of it. Um, because I, I don't think we'll all agree on whether it was a good thing. Colin, you, you sound like you're pretty negative on on that idea. Well, it was pointed out on my Facebook page because I, I got tired of people being all excited about Star Wars, and so I said, you know, if if they're going to be all excited, <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be unexcited. I'm tired yeah. of people being excited. Yes. So it's like, so you know, I've I've sat through one of these before, like I mentioned, right, for Star Trek. And you and know, the, and I'm going to disagree with you that it's a one to one correlation, but go on. <laughs> okay. So um, I don't know. In a way, I think it's it's silly because you can't unpublish those books. True. People will start to read the new books and go like, wait a minute, Luke was married to Mara Jade and has a son named Ben. Uh, no, no, he doesn't. He's this other new thing, which, you know, don't even know about yet. Right. Uh, we could say, Luke used to have a crystal, which enhanced his force powers. So right. No, no, he didn't. Yeah. The Emperor had clones. The Emperor had clones. Right. Yeah. Uh, cloning technology exists. Yeah. Which Luke turned did. to the dark side. Luke turned to the dark side. And then came back. Yeah. Chewbacca is dead. Chewbacca is alive. Right. So what you're talking about is is cool things from the canon, or from, from, I'm sorry, from the expanded universe. And I do want to talk about some of those things that we lost, but um, do you understand why they did it? No, I think they could have adapted any of the works and picked and chosen the things that they wanted and then set aside the others that they didn't. Okay, but you do understand the why, because the way you phrased that, you said they could have adapted. Yes. The point is, if they were going to tell original stories set in the future of Return of the Jedi, a lot of that real estate was already taken. And so in order to tell stories, if they had kept continuity with everything in the expanded universe, it would have mm -hmm. hampered their ability to tell original stories that had stakes. Is this the same guy who says that when adapting science fiction, you should always add something to it? I'm okay with changes. You're okay with changes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> where does that, how does that hamper? If you're going to stay, there's there's certain limits to, if you're going to stay canonical with the expanded universe, you can't make changes, right? Well, it didn't stop them on Tom Clancy's books. But that's adaptation. And they, I don't think anybody would say that The Sum of All Fears with Ben Affleck is canonical with The Sum of All Fears, the book. True. Mm, yes. So so my, my thinking is, uh, and Eric Neal made this point on your, on your post, um, mm. that one of the problems with the prequels is here you had a bunch of characters that we know already, and we know they survived the events of these three films. So the stakes are really low. The stakes are just for for events around them, but that can't affect them too much. And it's the same problem for me with the, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. When they put out the list of 20 films that they're going to have, you know, Captain America 12 <laughs> and Thor 19, right. uh, you know, like, well, I guess they're not going to kill those characters then. So if they seem to be in peril, they're actually not. Um. And so I, I think in order to make it so that they could tell whatever story they wanted to in the new trilogy, it was a necessary move. I, that's the thing I question. Colin just to wants to see the adaptive story. version of the Thrawn trilogy. I want to see a blue general <laughs> kicking butt in space. Okay. I will give you that. I'm totally with you on, on that point. And I would still love to see adaptations, non-canonical adaptations in the theater of some of the expanded universe stuff. I think that'd be awesome. Um, you know, like in... Uh, 
in comic books lots of times. Uh, like it, particularly, I know DC Comics does this. Uh, Else Worlds, I think that's what that's what they call it when they have um, Batman by Gaslight, where he's he's in England at the time of Jack the Ripper. You know, oh. it, it's a one-off. It's not in continuity with anything else. It's just for fun. You know, they could do that kind of thing. I don't think they will. I th- no, I think they're gonna the cost of a comic book is way smaller than the cost of a movie. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and you know, we're we're going to talk about the the stuff that that we miss. You you already listed a bunch of stuff that that you're that were cool in the expanded universe that it's unfortunate that are now gone. And but like you said, they didn't unpublish the books. You can still go and enjoy them. And so, I think that's what we're going to be doing here. We're going to be giving people recommendations for you know, if you're not thrilled with the whole move to dissociate all that stuff from canon, maybe you want to check out some of these things that we're going to mention. Right. Because there's got to be other heretics out there, Colin, that aren't excited about episode four. No. You mean episode seven? Yes, I do mean episode seven. What if they had two canons, like one for the movies and then everything else? Right. So if they base episode seven only on the events of episode one through six. You know, one example is uh, DC. DC has a cinematic universe, but they also have a television universe because the Flash and Arrow on television are not connected to the cinematic universe for DC, which I think is a good thing. It lets them tell their own stories. Right. Though it also makes it so you're like, hey, I'm really attached to this Flash character. I really like him. And you're not going to see him in movies. So <laughs> that kind of sucks. So giveth and taketh away. Yeah, It's odd. It seems like movies are treated differently. Yeah. Where they say there has to be like one canon. You know, in Star Trek, there were Star Trek novels. I think there's like almost 50 years of Star Trek novels. Oh, yeah. You know, no one minded if they put things into a novel that didn't end up being canonical or was... Uh, discredited in a movie right so i don't understand why they had to take the step to say this is non-canonical it's like no we're just we're gonna do a reboot we're gonna be jerks and do it anyway well okay so so let's let's talk about some of the things you you know you mentioned some colin i don't know should we do this before the list or should we do it after well given that the folks of the show's list was probably after yeah why don't we do that we'll get get back to that after (laughs) you table that so anyhow, what we're going to do, we're going to be talking about selections. I, you know, I haven't seen the other guys' lists. And so, um, but the categories that we have un- under consideration are not just books. You know, there's books, graphic novels, audiovisual materials, television series, uh, computer games. Anything else that I missed? Well, you said computer games. Video games. Video games. There we go. Yeah. Not all computer I, I, games. Yeah. I haven't played a whole lot of Star Wars video games on the PC. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I've got, I've got entries from three different categories. I, I kind of deliberately did that because I could have easily come Me up too. with... I probably could have come up with three books right. if I wanted to, or three um, book series anyway. It doesn't have to be an individual book. It can be a whole series. We can cheat. So before we get to the actual lists, um, Colin, why don't you tell us what your list philosophy was, like how, do you, how you assembled yours, and then give us your first item. So I started off by going back into my bookshelf, bookshelves and looking at what I have. Because if I, if I took the time to buy it, I must like it. Uh, and then I sat down and I tried to remember all of the books that I have read that I don't currently own, which turned out to be quite a few and goes back as far as, I think, 1980 or 82. Um, and then I said, okay, do I... I know I've read a couple of comic books because uh, I bought... Uh, an, or not, I, didn't buy, I bought... I got an anthology from the library and let the kids read it. And I think I read like the first third of it. Hmm. But... I didn't remember anything that happened in it. Yeah. So I, I must not have liked that very much. Well, it's changed hands a couple <laughs> times too, because it was Dark Horse for a long time. Um, now it's back to Marvel. Mm-hmm. So. 
Uh, and then I was like, well, which, which games have I played? And to be honest, I, I really didn't consider television series that have been made non-canonical because I couldn't think of any that I particularly liked that had made, been made non-canonical. Yeah, I, I can think of a couple of those that I'd put in my dishonorable mentions. Anything else? Nope. Okay, so mostly books for you. Yes. And a little bit, little bit computer games. Okay, well, uh, that being said, why don't you give us your number three? All right, my number three pick is Splinter of the Mind's Eye by Alan Dean Foster. Awesome. This is a book set in between episodes four and five when Luke and Leia are still a hot item. And as I mentioned, <laughs> Luke hears that there is a, a, a fraction of what's called the Kyber Crystal, which will enhance somebody's force powers. And he is determined to get it before his arch nemesis, Darth Vader. I don't think I ever read Darth that one. I can loan it to you if you wish it. Well, now that it's not canon, though. <laughs> See, there's just not a lot of point. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, there's too many other things to read, Colin. You know, you, you know well. Okay, so James, uh, what, what were you thinking in terms of your list philosophy for this? And then give us your number three. Well, my list philosophy comes down to I had to find out what exactly have I done with the expanded universe? Because <laughs> it's not really it's, a whole lot. See if you could come up with three. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, uh, of the short list that I have of the expanded universe in my experience. Yeah, I'd probably go with Clone Wars because it was a really fun set of animated episodes, I suppose. Okay. Well, you want to talk about that one? This is this is the Jendi Tartakovsky. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, apparently he did this uh he did these this series right after he finished up like a, se- a season or something like that of Samurai Jack. Um and let's see. I don't know. The reason I liked it is cuz it told a bunch of the story that we didn't get out of right. the prequels and I think it told a much better story than the prequels. And I think it was done better than the prequels from all kinds of aspects. Yeah. Well, I will echo that sentiment because that's also my number three. And um, the thing that I really like about that series, I like the animation style. It's it's not... Yeah, I know, thought the animation style was really cool. It's not super realistic or anything, but it, it lends kind of a magical quality to it to me. Yeah. And Jedi should be magical. And what we got in Star Wars, The Clone Wars... I think you mean to say mystical. Okay, whatever. Um, they they should be awesome, and and I felt like in Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the canon show, we never really got that. Where in this one, in in Clone Wars, they're doing stuff that's just frankly unbelievable. Like like there's that episode in it right. where where Mace Windu takes on an entire he takes on an entire army, droid army, and he doesn't yes. have his lightsaber. That was rad. Um, and it's just incredibly awesome. See, and, and you get yeah. to see like Kit Fisto doing underwater awesome Jedi stuff. Now that you bring that up, though, I think one of the things I really enjoyed about it was that they explored all that different aspects of what would a Jedi, like, fully in tune with the Force, experienced, mm-hmm. trained, be able to do. Yeah. Because you, you don't really get that in, well, at least in the original trilogy, you don't get that because there is no, no experienced, fully trained Jedi besides Darth Vader, which he does right. kick her his butt. So I thought that was another cool aspect of that show. Not to tromp on your pick. Sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's one of my honorable mentions, but it, it highlights something that's been a long uh, gripe of mine, which is it is utterly stupid to try and run away from a Jedi. Right. You should you should mm-hmm. never be yes. able to outrun a Jedi because they can just force levitate you and then mm-hmm. hold you there until they right. catch up with you. Yeah. <laughs> or they can do the the whole Jedi speed thing. Right. Yes. Or just yeah. really win with the force. Well, so the other the other cool part about it is, you know, it it does go directly basically connects episode 2 and episode 3. And to the point that the right. last scene in in the last episode of Star Wars Clone Wars, and it, we're talking like a two-hour investment of time to watch the entire thing, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's like, it's, a, like, it's like a movie. Yeah, it's like little five-minute episodes. Yeah. Um, but Put together, it's all like a big animated movie. Yeah. And the last scene of it is basically dovetails with the first scene from episode three. Right. Yeah. Um, and it explains why Grievous, General Grievous, has a cough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you get a little cool. bit of his backstory in that show. Yeah, you do. Uh, with him being trained by by Dooku. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and the cough thing I thought was yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> my my son's favorite thing was always there there's an episode with uh, arc troopers where they they crash their their gunship and then Into they have the to make city. their way yeah, they make their way yeah. through the city with no words at all, just hand gestures. Right. It's really cool. It was cool. Um to the point like I I milled him in my garage a, a wooden pistol like the the arc trooper pistol uh-huh. that, oh, that nice. the main guy had. Um <laughs> he used that thing for years until it finally broke. But <laughs> I didn't hit a mill. Uh, when I say I milled it, I mean I, I put it into a vice and then I shaped it with a with an angle grinder. Ah, fair enough. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> Surprisingly efficient. Um, yes. I guess I didn't do my my list philosophy. My, mine essentially was pick things from different categories because I've I've re- kind of read sort of wi- widely. I've played quite a few computer games, um, and you know watched some television as well. There's not much like Colin said. There's not much to pick on on television. The Clone Wars was kind of the only one. Um, mm-hmm. And so so I had to include it. Plus, it was awesome. Um, I, I did want to mention, uh, when I presented this idea to you guys, I got pushback from both of you, like, hey, we're not experts in this. We can't go out, out there and, and do this. And yep. so for any of our listeners, I, I want you to understand when, when you tune into one of these shows, we're not presenting ourselves as the foremost authority on this topic. We're just telling you what we like and hoping that you'll tell us what you like on, on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever. Um, it's just kind of a get to know you better sort of thing. And it's, it's, my thinking is somebody is going to put something on their list, either us or one of our listeners that one of us will pick up. And so that makes it worth it. Or, you know, we might say something that, that somebody out there picks up and it makes their life a little better. So that's that. Right. Okay, so we're back to Colin then for number two. Number two. N- number two, I went to uh, Paradise Snare by A.C. Crispin. So That's one of the Han Solo ones, isn't it? That is one of the Han Solo, uh, introduction to Han Solo, his backstory trilogy. There's a trilogy mm-hmm. of books that explains how Han Solo comes from uh, being an, an orphan thief into the uh, scruffy nerfer that we all came to know and love. Nice. Right. Nice. But, and that brings <laughs> up a point about canon. I do not understand why that could not have been canon. Right. Right. Yeah, because there's always little bits that I read in some of the books and I'm like, oh, that's a cool backstory that I'd never heard before. And now now I know, well, that's not that's not it, um, which is, it is unfortunate. Yeah. Now, do you recommend that whole trilogy? I do. Okay. Uh, that's, cool. I had to go to my son's bookcases to find that because they have, <laughs> they've borrowed it semi-permanently from me. Nice. <laughs> on, on social media, there's a different Han Solo trilogy that that uh, somebody recommended. Is that the uh, early series from the '80s? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's That's not really a trilogy so much as a collection of stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's got so, a couple. Uh, I was gonna say a couple of trilogies, I guess series is is, but at least a couple of different books too, right? Just just for Han because he's badass. Yeah, there's the Corellia series as well. Ambush at Corellia. I think that was one where like I read the first book and and then I stopped. Yeah, which is okay. I was kind of, I, I read a lot of the Star Wars books uh, at some point, and then I just kind of petered out and then stopped reading them for 15 years. Well, okay, James, uh, so your number two pick. Yes, my number two pick uh, is the, the Thrawn trilogy. Nice. Heir to the Empire. I, I have that one further up my list, and I suspect Colin does too. I suspected that as well. 
my number one, I I would have added my number one, but I changed my number one just to be a rebel. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, let's since <laughs> since I know I have it further up my list, let's 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 hold back on the discussion on that one until we get to it. Fine, Seth. What's your number two? My number two pick is a computer game. Um, I've played quite a few of the computer games, all the way, all the way back to like uh, Star Wars Rebel Assault, which was one of the first uh, wow. Windows computer games. I think it was actually DOS-based. But <laughs> this, my, my favorite game that I ever got was Star Wars Republic Commando. And this was one that was just, it was an add-on, not really an add-on game, but I saw, I think it was on Amazon, Star Wars Best of PC, meaning like the best PC games. It came with Republic Commando, Star Wars Battlefront, Knights of the Old Republic, and Empire at War, which is their kind of real-time strategy game. Wow. But And and I liked, I never really played Empire at War, never got into it, but all the other ones I, I, I really enjoyed. But my favorite was Star Wars Republic Commando, and it's, it's, a, it's a shooter game, that's what I like, but it has squad-based tactics in it in the single-player campaign. And so, like, when you enter a room, it will have points that you can assign, like, a sniper there or a grenadier someplace else or right. uh, to do a door breach. And they'll line up and, you know, breach the door and somebody will throw a grenade through. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's just incredibly awesome. And the single-player story is really, really excellent. And it's one of those things that, to me, adds a lot of flavor to the prequels, which, as we know, stink. Um, yeah, yes. And I always hoped that there would be... a a several episode arc about Republic commandos on the clone wars and they never picked it up. And it's, it's a real bummer that they didn't. That's one of those things that I think that that is totally dangling there. It could be Canon, but as far as I know, it's not. So definitely highly recommended though. The only downside is it's pretty brief. The the single player campaign isn't that extensive. Um, It's pretty short play. Yeah. You you have a mission on Geonosis and you have a mission on a, on a Republic assault ship and you have a mission on Kashik. So you get to fight alongside Wookiees, which is cool. That's cool. And, and let me tell you, the Wookiee rocket launcher is pretty awesome. <laughs> Does it launch rookies? Talking about older <laughs> games though, uh-huh. it's probably worth mentioning that some of the old, old games like uh, uh, TIE fighter X-wing, mm-hmm. they are now uh, available on oh, PC yeah. again. Right. There's a, a website that goes and picks up these the rights to these old games and updates them so they can be recompiled and yeah, ports uh, downloaded on modern Windows machines. Mm-hmm. Is that good old games? Could be good old games. Okay. Because I, I got Descent that way oh. at some point, uh, which was one of my non-Star Wars games. But Oh, you know, one thing I forgot to mention, one of the really cool things about Republic Commando is, you know, you've got a pod of four commandos and we know they're clones and so they all sound the same right Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. for the purposes of a game and character differentiation they had different actors voice all four of them the main guy was actually voiced by Timura Morrison who did play Jango Fett in the movies cool but then all the other guys are they're like well-traveled voice actors in the Star Wars game universe they've been Mm -hmm. in like Knights of the Old Republic and in Battlefront but it was just really cool like the character differentiation that they managed um, really kind of pulled you into the game. And I understand it was creative license because they should all have the same voice, but it was cool. Okay, uh, I think we're back to Colin for number one. Uh, number one should not I be I wonder surprised. what that's going to be. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> it's the Throne Trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going with book one. Just book okay. one. Air to the okay. You already used well, book one in our previous episode. so I have to be consistent. It's true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was under the impression that we we mentioned something out of a series, pretty much the series that we're recommending, right? Yeah. Though, if if you feel that one entry on it is stronger than the others, then you know. Yeah. Sure. The the, the fact is that book just ends, though. I mean, it's it's not like it's a self-contained novel. Right. That, that's kind of how I felt about it. That's why yeah. I'm like, 
I think you should go for the whole trilogy. Because I picked it up this year on May the 4th from Barnes & Noble because it was it was <laughs> nice. uh, like a dollar or $1.99 for a note. I did too. And and I got to the end and I'm like, oh, it just stops. Um, but yeah, the, the trilogy, I mean, Colin has already uh, spouted off a lot of reasons about this on our previous Pavement Pounders picks uh, about, because I think you had this as your number three on your science fiction books, right? Yeah, I so, think so. That speaks well of it, um, because yes. you know it, there's a lot of people, and I kind of include myself, where I'm like I'm not sure Star Wars is science fiction, but uh, but it is a quality book. So, so James, at this point, if you want to go back and start talking about the Thrawn trilogy, you can. Ah, uh, fair enough. Okay. Uh, so the one of the reasons why I picked it is because it it <laughs> pun intended it expands the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah, um, I like the way they explore. Um, Luke coming in into his powers and coming up with his own style of stuff. Um, yeah. And it answers it, I guess it doesn't answer, but tries to answer one of the questions. Um, speaking back to what Colin was saying, why would you run from a Jedi? Well, how would you neutralize a Jedi if you had to? Right. Right. Um, and then how can you take advantage of a Jedi or something? Mm-hmm. And I, I thought the, the clone bit was, Kind of cool because at first it was mysterious to me. I didn't realize what was going on, and I was like, "Oh, he's a clone. Got it. Okay. Oh, it's crazy." Joris, uh, <laughs> yeah, Sabaoth. Yeah, is that what it was? More, more crucially, James, I think is the idea of how do you control like, like basically a Sith Lord, right? Who, who's just as likely to kill you as smile at you. Yes. Right. Um, and so they introduce in that one the concept of the Isalamers, right? The Isalamiri, yes. yeah, um, that create bubbles in the Force. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really, really liked the General Thrawn. He was Grand Admiral Thrawn and the bad. Grand Admirals in general, or Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, yeah, I really liked him. He was just brilliant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that that's one of those things that I feel like it would have been cool to see in film. Colin, you'll have to tell me if if I'm remembering this correctly. I don't remember mm. if it was in the Thrawn trilogy, but and this is kind of getting into things that we miss from. Um, from the expanded universe disappearing and that, you know, we never had followed up. They presented the idea that a Jedi could not really hide from, from a dark Jedi. And they used to call them dark Jedi, not Sith. And so the only way Yoda could have stayed off the map was by somehow masking himself in right. dark side as well to balance it. And Which so the, is why he went to Dagobah. Right? Yeah. So he went to Dagobah either because there was an existing place with, with dark side or he got to Dagobah and was pursued by a Sith. They had this awesome battle where the guy died. That became that, that mm-hmm. area that was strong with the dark side of the force. And I just loved that idea and like trying to visualize what that battle would have been like. And then seeing Yoda fight in episode two and you're like, Nope, that was not what I pictured. <laughs> 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 so that to me, like that's the tragedy of of the expanded universe is, you know, going away is that not so much that it's going away, but that the prequel trilogy didn't tell as good of stories as the expanded universe did. Maybe they should have adapted something. <laughs> Maybe they still should adapt something. I, I, you'll know, you'll get no argument from me that some adapted expanded universe would could likely would have been better than the prequel trilogy. Yeah. Of course, you've told right. me that when they adapted um, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, into Into Darkness, that that didn't work very well either. But see, they didn't adapt it. That, that's the problem. They, this is my problem with the Star, War, with the Star Trek reboot. I okay. liked the first movie. It was fun. It was slick. It was fast-paced. It was a good sort of... To me, it was refreshing as a Star Wars movie. 
they build and then they did Star Trek movie. Star Trek movie. Oh, sorry, Star Trek. Well, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna Freudian slip there because <laughs> you know when the incomparable covered uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, the title was the best Star Wars movie ever. <laughs> so the fact yeah, the first is, one was better Star Wars movie. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I don't even know what to call the second movie. I mean, it wasn't a reboot. It wasn't an adaptation. It was like an homage. It was like, it was, it yeah, was fan service. And my, my problem is that, okay. Not that though. It pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, it did me too. And I really didn't like the way they did what they did with it. Yeah. And so to me, like you set up a new universe, you branched it off. You can tell any story you want to, and you go back to the well for, right. you know, universally lauded as the best Star Trek movie ever. You're going to fail by comparison in every way. I, I don't get it. I don't know why they did that. So, no. um, Colin, did you see the thing I posted on Facebook about the fact that Star Trek Beyond is evidently going to have a trailer in the Star Wars movie? <laughs> yes. And this is the real reason you don't want to go. <laughs> Could be. Colin's going to show up late so he doesn't have to see the trailer. <laughs> My hope is that Star Trek Beyond will tell, you know, an actual story rather right. than a bunch of fan service. That would be but. much preferable. So, James, you're number one and you'll, you'll wrap us up here. Excellent. Uh, my number one is the Force Unleashed video game for many different com- uh, platforms, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, James, tell, tell me about that game. I've never played it. Um, so, let's see. The, the game takes place between the, the, the trilogies, and it starts off with Darth Vader going to Kashyyyk and basically slaughtering the Wookiees because he senses something in the Force. And he comes across a uh, Force-sensitive baby, which he oh. then steals, basically, and takes it. And that's the, that's the intro. The intro, you are Darth Vader and you're slaughtering Wookiees, so it's kind of cool. And then uh, the real story begins... No Wookiees were killed or injured in the making of this podcast. Right. <laughs> the real story begins, I don't know, like 18, 20 years later, when the kid's grown up, and he's uh, Darth, Vader's, uh, Darth Vader's apprentice. And his, his, name secret is, apprentice. his name is Starkiller. Uh, which is a reference to the original name of Luke Skywalker. Yes. Yes. <laughs> which I thought was also kind of nice. funny. <laughs> Uh, and it takes off from there. And you, I mean, the, the the story is that it's Darth Vader's secret apprentice. Uh, he's hiding it from everybody, including the Emperor. Hmm. And he's, he uh, sends Starkiller off to help him hunt Jedi. So he's also killing Jedi, along with killing everybody he comes across because he doesn't want any rumors about his existence. His existence is supposed to be totally secret. So he kills right. both Empire and Rebel alike. And isn't it like you have to choose at some point if you're going to actually be a good guy and fight against Vader? Yes. Okay. Eventually. Yeah. Of course, um, you would never make that choice. Right. Bad guys have more fun, right? <laughs> uh, actually, no, you didn't really have to choose uh, to fight against You kind of end up going up against him anyway. Oh, okay. You yeah. could you could and kill him and take his place. Exactly. Yeah. The, the choice comes down from the, from the Emperor once he learns about oh. your existence. Anyway, the reason why I enjoyed that game and my number one is because it puts you in the feet of a Jedi, basically, or in the yeah. shoes of a Jedi, I should say. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, Star Killer was rad. He was you, you experience, you got to get all the skills of a Jedi on both sides of the of the Force. Mm-hmm. He had lightning, and he, you know, he was kicking butt with the lightsaber. Um, you were able to control or influence certain animals on different planets you were on to mm. get your way. Nice. Uh, you defeated other Jedi's, both good and bad. Uh, yeah, that oh, was pretty bad. It was. A good, I don't think it was a cool storyline too. It was an engaging storyline. And I tend to favor video games that have engaging storylines. Yeah, yeah. Versus nothing anyway. So. It, it it reminds me of um, Star Wars Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast, mm-hmm. where it's it's a similar thing where where you are. I think you're a former Jedi 
yeah. in that one. I never played Jedi Knight. I only I only played multiplayer with right. that one. I never played the single player game. This game's a bit more linear than the than Jedi Knight. Oh, okay. Than Jedi Knight too. And in that year, you're in Star Killer's story. It doesn't really you don't get to really influence too much. Okay. Um, the only, the only influence you get really is the the choice at the end given to you by the Emperor. <laughs> I think I might be confusing that with the Force Unleashed too, because there's a second game too. Right. <laughs> but you prefer the first one. I prefer the first one only because the second game was crazy short. Oh yeah. I I swear I beat that game in like maybe four or five hours of gameplay. <laughs> well, since I've already said my number one was the Thrawn trilogy, we're we're basically wrapped on that. We could talk about some runners up if anybody wants to. I had Dark Empire on my runners-up list. That was my uh, that was going to be my number three. The graphic novel, right? Yes. Yeah, that was interesting because when I read the Jedi Academy trilogy uh, by Kevin J. Anderson, it actually built on Dark Empire, and so oh, like really? it introduced the concept that Luke had gone to the dark side and served right. the, the resurrected Emperor or something. And I'm like, oh, he did really? So right. it, it was only later that I actually read that graphic novel, and I think I listened to the audiobook version of it. Which is strange for an audio for for a graphic novel, right? <laughs> to have an audiobook, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The library does. It's kind of weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, huh. I think the uh, Force Unleashed is one of the few expanded universe uh, titles properties that has a Lego adaptation. Oh, really? Oh, does it? Yes, you can get a Lego set for actually. I think several <laughs> Lego sets. That <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was. It is the. I think the best selling Star Wars game still. What about you, Colin? You got any runners-up you wanted to mention? Let me look at the list here real quick. I threw Star Wars Clone Wars, the Jandy Tartakovsky, mm-hmm. in there. Just because, yeah. yeah, it talks, you know, what, what would a Jedi really do versus what have we been shown? Yeah. And uh, I remember reading Han Solo at Star's End, one of the Brian Daly books. Ah, that we'll get back to that. Yeah. Anything else? Any any computer games or anything you wanted to mention? Uh, I, I didn't play any of the classic computer games. I have played Lego Star Wars, the complete series, and that Lego totally the Clone Wars. I, <laughs> but they're canon. In a sense, you'd think they're canon. Um, but those, those yeah, those games were a lot of fun. Yeah. So should, should I tell the axe whooping story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell the axe whooping story. That's a good story. <laughs> and and uh, Mr. Collins' story. Right. Yes, absolutely. So my son and I played... Um, Star Wars, Lego Star Wars, the original trilogy. And like the the place that you go into to jump off to to get to all the all the levels is the Mos Eisley Cantina. And behind the counter is this Lego figure with, you know, typical Lego hair, black hair, wearing an orange shirt, and he's got, you know, five o'clock shadow. And I called the place the Coco Place because <laughs> I didn't want to call it a bar. My son was like four. And um, <laughs> and and all the cups look like mugs, you know. So so I'm like, it's the Coco Place. And he's like, yeah, with Mr. Colin. <laughs> I'm like, that does look like Colin, actually. So for, for those uh, listening at home, Colin has Lego hair, like like the thickest possible hair. But anyhow, so... My son and I are playing through through Lego Star Wars, and you guys have heard this story, but but the listeners haven't. And we're playing it on the computer, and my wife walks up, and and our son is like, "Oh, we got to kill those guys! We got to kill all those guys!" And I'm like, uh, "I'm not really comfortable with the whole idea of killing here." And um, the fact is, everything in here is just toys because when you shoot them, they fall into little Lego pieces, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "No, we're we're just whooping them, okay? We're just we're just whooping those guys." And so that became his word for kill. <laughs> <laughs> and and so like um he was reading i think 
my wife was reading him The Boxcar Children, which is a, a story about orphans. And she said, you know, you understand what an orphan is, right? I mean, you, you know what that means? And, and he said, yeah, it means their parents got whooped. <laughs> so, so then at some point, my son is recreating the Sarlacc pit events in Return of the Jedi with Lego. And so he's built the little skiff from the instructions on lego.com. Mm-hmm. And he's got the little Luke, Luke Skywalker figure with his green lightsaber. And he's got a bunch of like Lego firefighters who are stand-ins for weak way and soldiers or whatever, or, or Gamorrean guards. And he's telling me, he starts to narrate it to me and says, okay, daddy. So what's going to happen is he's going to get his lightsaber and he's going to whoop that guy's axe. And then he's going to whoop his axe and he's going to whoop all their axes. <laughs> my wife is down the hall and she comes in and goes, what did he say? <laughs> so uh, now, now we refer to that kind of thing as an axe whooping. Axe whooping. So, whooping yes. axe. Yeah. So uh, I, can use, I can use bad axe. Exactly. Yes. Bad axe. That would, that would be perfect. Um, Starkiller was bad axe. Yeah. <laughs> On my runners up, I had Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. So as I mentioned, that was in that best of PC thing. And it was mm. weird for me because I never played role-playing games when I was a kid. And this is a, a computer, you know, kind of a third-person role-playing game. game. Um, and so my son and I at some point were looking at upgrades as you're, as you're leveling your character up. And, and I'm... I'm looking through the list of things and like plus one on all saving throws. And I'm like, is our saving throws like when you throw a lightsaber? Or something? <laughs> like I had no, no concept of the 20 sided die or anything. So, wow. But that game, that game was cool. And it had, it had an, a pretty awesome story and it's set, you know, a couple thousand years before uh, the original trilogy. Boy, you think that would be safe to keep as canon? You'd think it would. Guess you think, not. but oh well. Anything, anything in the expanded universe that you think is just Drek? I don't really. Yeah, I don't have much experience. So I can't really James, throw anything under the bus there. You, you may not be old enough to remember the Ewok adventure, <laughs> or oh, Ewok. Oh, that the does remind me. The freaking uh, what was it? The the Christmas special. The Christmas special. special. <laughs> Happy life to everyone. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. Uh, the Ewok adventure, it was, you know, it was a dark time when we were starved for Star Wars on television or in movie theaters. And so they had these direct to, you know, television movies. And uh, Colin, do you remember those? I remember this, the Saturday morning Ewok cartoon that was on for a while. Yeah. And I remember the Christmas special, but I didn't see some of the other things that you're talking about. Mm. Yeah, there were two. There was the Ewok adventure, I think, and then the Ewoks battle for Endor. And the, yeah, they were both dreadful. Mm-hmm. I've never been an Ewok hater, you know, because I saw Return of the Jedi when I was like 10 or 11. And so it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen or would ever see. And so everything in it was awesome. I just thought it was kind of ludicrous, the fact that the Ewoks defeated the Stormtroopers, yeah. even with a little bit of help. I mean, a little bit of help from the Rebels, but really? Well, yeah. They had axes, really? so they would be really good at axe whooping. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But I got that little I believe button for movies. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, disbelief suspended. Yeah. Oh, hey. One of the other cool things that, we, that we're missing now from the expanded universe is the retcons. Because there are mistakes and continuity errors in the original movies. And mm. some of them just out and out um, scientific errors. For instance... You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Oh, no. Don't even. Yeah. No. Uh, You know, less than 12 parsecs. 
Right. Right. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Because, of course, Lucas somehow seemed to not know that parsecs is not a measure of time. No. Uh, it's a yes. measure of distance. Right. And so, so in the expanded universe, though, there was, they came up with the explanation for it that the Kessel Run was right around the Maw, which is mentioned in the Kevin J. Anderson Jedi Academy series, where there's the Maw installation where they're building another Death Star. But the Maw was a cluster of black holes. And so, in order to make the Kessel Run in a shorter distance meant you had to do it in a short in, in a faster speed because otherwise you'd get sucked into the maw. And so, okay. so making it in less than 12 parsecs was a measure of how fast he was going because his route was short. Right. Um, and the short route requ required speed. So I thought that was a cool retcon, which of course is now gone forever. Okay. Anything else here? Nope. Oh, the socials, right? Socials. Well, I'll, I'll go first here. Um, Jeff Palermo of Sci-Fi On Screen, he actually just recently got done reviewing all of the previous Star Wars films in, in the lead up for um, Episode 7. Um, good stuff. I think actually this week he's releasing Episode 3, um, but definitely worth, worth checking out. Uh, he does a good job over there. But he said the Thrawn trilogy is tops. And then he mentioned um, Daly's Han Solo trilogy. And that was that was something that I was not familiar with and Colin it sounds like you you read at least one of the stories out of that yeah I read two of them uh Han Solo at Star's End and Han Solo and the Lost Legacy so uh boy who do we have here we have Michael Simshauser yeah Michael Simshauser he says the radio series uh which is interesting because I guess I thought they would so closely adapt the movies that they would still be considered canon Right. And I, I dug into this. I actually, you know, just Googled, is the radio Star Wars radio series canon? And it is canon where it agrees with the movies, but there are some details that are different that are, that are not canon. So, you know, the injustice of it all. Well, and if you paid close attention to the Humble Bundles, uh, all of the radio adaptations were recently uh, available to be purchased. And I have them. Oh, really? Yes. I See, I was going to seek those out because, and, and this is like the, the benefit of doing this. I didn't, I don't think I knew about the radio series. And and so when, when Michael mentioned that, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to see if the library has it. Uh, one library does, mine. And you're certainly welcome to borrow <laughs> them. I will tell you, though, that uh, the radio play for episode four is 12 hours long. Wow. So greatly expanded. Yeah. Well, so then he mentioned, you know, these, I guess he said the radio series, the movies on vinyl and the book and record sets as well. These make my top three because before home video, apart from comics and the novelization, or if you were extremely lucky, the Super 8 version, these were the only ways you could relive the movies were through the radio series. I remember going over to a friend's house and rocking out to the original Star Wars soundtrack. Oh, that yeah. Was, that was cool. I mean, the, the cantina music. I, I mean, do, do, I had the do, trumpet do, solo for the cantina music and played it. <laughs> Nice. Okay, so then we had Jordan Burke, who weighed in and said, I enjoyed a number of them, and I think he's just referring to, to books, but I don't recall the titles. Wasn't there one with a reptilian race from outside the Empire slash Republic area? And I'm thinking he's talking about the truce at Baccarat, but then uh, I think Jeff Palermo threw a different name out there as well, like maybe a different series. But You know, when we talked about this, I thought it was the Nogri from the Thrawn trilogy. Right. Yeah, but they weren't necessarily outside the Empire since they were used by... Vader. That's another dearly departed thing from the expanded universe, right? Cool, cool race. Yes. <laughs> you want to read Malfoy's comment? Uh, he's like me. I've read quite a lot of the Wikipedia entries on different characters and stuff. Really got pulled down the rabbit hole doing <laughs> Wiki, that. Wikipedia. No, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> so the, for those of you that don't know, there are two um, wikis, Wikipedias. There's the official Wikipedia where mm -hmm. they document all, all sorts of stuff, but there's also Wikipedia. Right. 
for the right. more uh, esoteric, hard to find, and uh, perhaps questionably nerdy. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'll put that one in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. that. Wikipedia has certain standards for what you can uh, publish in there, what you can add to their their content. Right, like no original research. All all things have to be attributed. Um, oh, cool. Wikipedia might have looser standards. Yeah, yeah. So Malk also mentioned that the Darth Plagueis um, novel was cool. And that's, I think that's Sidious's master, right? The emperor's. Wasn't he the one that taught Palpatine how to extend his life? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the notion that, and then it was assassinated by Palpatine. Allegedly. Right. Okay. So that, that's all the social. So thanks to everybody who, who responded on Facebook and, um, you know, as, as we do when we do one of these, this is only our second one. Of course, I put a feeler out on Facebook and Twitter for, um, when we've got one of these upcoming. So look for those and comment and we'll read them out here on the show. And you can find us, of course, facebook.com slash pavement podcast. That's probably the best place to look or just pavementpodcast.com. Uh, we ready to sign off? We are. Yep. All right. Well, do feel free to um, get a hold of us, everybody out there, if you do see um, The Force Awakens and lecture Colin about how he should go see it or or try and warn us off if you want to. No spoilers, though, please, on our page. We don't have that many people there, so we don't want to have to boot anybody. <laughs> Wait, no, no spoilers till we see it, or no spoilers till Colin finally gets around to it? We'll, we'll give Colin two weeks, and after that, it's fair game. <laughs> 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 All right, do I have a blessing for us? May the forest be with you. I think that's good enough, actually. We can leave it there. May your expanded universes never collapse. There we go. May your cannons be long and shoot straight. <laughs> May your expanded universes be canon. How about that? Sure. Oh, we'll keep them right. all. Just, just throw them all in there. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, Gracie. Uh, in the late 80s, there was a, a book published by... Alan Dean Foster? Let me do that all over again. Yeah, I've lost <laughs> everything. Uh, in the late 80s, uh, there was a book published by Timothy Zahn called Heir to the Empire. 91. And it... 1991? Yeah. You want to go again? Yeah. Third time's a try. <laughs> Charm. <laughs> by the way, James, do you know what canon means? It's usually a, a big gunpowder uh, tube that you shoot giant balls of lead out of uh, tubes and balls that yes. spoken like a real navy man <laughs> uh canon K- oh, sorry k-a-w i know what canon is i own canonized why don't you go ahead and uh, educate me well for anybody who doesn't know i well actually you know what now that now i'm, I'm questioning if i if i know if it's latin or greek uh, <laughs> we have the technology so I'll the brief pause on the line here is you desperately searching to, like, right. what does it mean? <laughs> Forget it. I, I don't, we, we don't need to have the history lesson. Oh, you mean, do I know what it means from, like, the actual, like, root of the word or yeah, the etymology yeah. of it? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think you told me this once, yeah. actually. It means measuring rod is what right. canon means. And, uh, yeah, so balls, tubes, rods. Right. It, it all exactly. fits in. Yeah. All right. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to keep any of that. Where were we going? You were talking about my balls and your rod. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, see, that's going to go in the blooper reel, and people are going to be like, "When were they talking about that stuff?" We were discussing the word "canon." So, just for everybody on the blooper reel listening to this now, and then I cut it all. I cut it all mercilessly. I hit it with the old ion cannon, using the tip of the lightsaber. <laughs> just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> How did uh, I know? You're so using- reliable, James. This will be fun to, to edit. This is going to be an interesting... Yeah, that's, yeah. It, that's it. All right. <laughs> so...
Uh, everybody keep in mind, we're going to get to the lists now. <laughs> uh, uh, nobody's going to know how convoluted the edit for this was because we start talking about something and then I'm like, no, let's table that for later. And... <coughs> Sorry. Quit force choking Colin James. Yes. <laughs> you have failed me for the last time.